Welcome to the K-Hole. My name is Ashley Brandt. And I'm Brooke Marine. And today we are going to be talking about Season 12, Episode 5 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, entitled The Kardashian Curse. Yeah, this episode was... They turned up the shenanigans a little bit, so I was very pleased with how it turned out. But I think first, what's even weirder than the logistics of the Kardashian curse is the fact that for IRL news this week, we have nothing. Nothing happened with this family in the last seven days, and I feel like maybe there hasn't been a single week in history since, like, 2007 where that's been the case. And we should mention that before recording today, Monday, June 13th, we together went through all of our sources to make sure that we weren't missing anything. We weren't. Nothing happened. I mean, Kanye's birthday was last week. We already talked about that in the bonus episode about, you know, astrology. But since then, it feels like nothing has happened. So that's notable, I think, I guess. I mean, this is how they make this is their bread and butter. I know. I wonder if they're like gearing up for something big or if they're really just having like a dull week. Or if they're, like, taking a week off, you know? Maybe. Something big, like Kendall making an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please let that be it. I hope. I hope that 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 happens in the next year. Oh, my God. If you've listened to the last three episodes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Gal Pal Digest presented by L Chat is back again. JK, there was no news on L Chat this week either. So I don't know. They're either on some kind of like PR hiatus or, you know, they're gearing up for something big. Or maybe they're trying to create more of a more of an economy around their news since they're, I mean, I think it's fair to say they're pretty overexposed. Yeah, that's true. They've been overexposed for years, and they're smart enough to know when is time to sort of, like, hold back so that they don't oversaturate the market at specific times, I think. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, they're going to be debuting uh, Rob and China's show pretty soon, I think. So, we know that's coming. Yeah, well, at least we have that to look forward to. I mean... Rob is mentioned in this episode as one of the prospective victims of the Kardashian curse. Yes, the Kardashian curse. I feel like, well, there are a few things. So one, I'm very surprised that Kendall pretended like she had never heard of it. But then again, I'm not, because maybe it doesn't apply to her. because maybe it's not relevant to her dating choices exactly so any man who becomes romantically involved with the kardashian women is known to their life falls apart in some way or another their father robert kardashian senior i guess he would have been the first but all of kim's husbands except for kanye seems to be doing okay scott's having problems rob is having problems um you know, Lamar, French Montana a little bit. I mean, he seems to be doing okay, but he came back in this episode. That was part of the very opening scene was Chloe showed up at Scott's house and French was sitting there. I, 
I think surprise supposed to have been a surprise, even though I'm sure she knew about it. A who's who of who's dated Courtney and Chloe. I mean, it was it was a Hamptons reunion, which is what they said it was. Um, Courtney and Chloe take the Hamptons was a pretty dark spinoff for Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was a rough time for Scott. Yeah, it was the summer after he lost his parents and um courtney for whatever reason i mean this wasn't just courtney's decision this was definitely like a chris plus ryan seacrest decision um they were like let's go to the hamptons where scott spent summers with his family as a child and remind him that he has no living blood relatives left yikes (laughs) yikes i mean but that was also the summer of like Chloe and French Montana's romance. That was her rebound um, after separating from Lamar. And I mean, I remember at the time thinking French Montana was a fuckboy, but he did treat her right. He, I'm, I'm okay with French Montana. I mean, in it seems like. He and Chloe, and I guess, you know, the rest of the family, because I, I'm, I think it seems like Kylie hangs out with them sometimes, too. It seems like they're all fairly close still. I still have no idea how exactly they were all introduced to him. Scott says that he introduced Chloe to Kareem, is his name. But, like, I don't really know if that's true. Yeah, that's definitely a mystery. But I think, um,. It's interesting that, like, James Harden is not among this, like, Mm. group of Kardashian exes that, like, still appears on the show. I mean, James Harden never appeared on the show. Not once. Um, I'll be pretty curious to see if Odell Beckham Jr. appears on the show. Hmm. Probably. He probably will. I mean... If he's, you know, if Chloe's serious about him, he'll be on the show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, whatever. She, you know, she deserves happiness. So, good for her. That she does. And a lot of this episode is about Chloe trying to trying to do what's right for Chloe, you know? She goes on that trip to Napa with Court and Chris, and they get real day drunk. <laughs> Chris was turnt. Auntie Chris was turnt. She... <laughs> She thought she couldn't find her sunglasses <laughs> after I don't know how many glasses of wine at this winery vineyard. She almost tripped over, like, I don't know if it was, like, a potted plant or something. She jumped in the car while um, Chloe and um, Courtney were friend- FaceTiming French Montana, and she starts, like, screaming. Um, she was pretty drunk, and it was funny. It was funny. I was I was here for it. Because you could tell that it wasn't fake. I mean, Courtney and Chloe also called all of their sisters and asked them what color their pussies were. <laughs> that was funny, too. I mean, <laughs> that was very, that was very, like, early keeping up with the Kardashians. That was a very throwback. That was a throwback. I feel like there used to be, yeah, a lot more, like vagina talk in the early seasons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. truly i really oh god i really wish i had sisters because that looked fun I, I guess i could do that to yeah. my friends but like i yeah, get a different response like 
Yeah, that's a little different. That's a little different. That's crazy. I didn't even think about it till now. Like, I don't have sisters, and you have two brothers. Yeah. Real. I I don't have any sisters, but I always wanted one. That's real. Do Maybe you think that we're, we're really adequately understanding the kardashian experience i know but i wonder if maybe that's like part of why i'm so drawn to this because the thing is like this is a dynasty built by women it's kept up by these women they're all sisters and you know mothers and daughters and so obviously i relate to the mother-daughter dynamic and i mean (laughs) my mom is not chris jenner um but like i have a mother so you know i get it but (laughs) But I don't know. I I think maybe part of the reason I'm so drawn to, like, this family and the reason I find them so fascinating is because of their sisterhood with one another. Um, Because I've never had that. Yeah. I think it reminds me a little bit of when I was at boarding school, but I feel like it must be an even more intense relationship than that. Like, my relationship with like the girls I lived with at boarding school was like very weird and like maybe too close but (laughs) I have to imagine it would be even more intense if I like grew up with with them I don't know that's always the lens that I've been seeing it through and then I realized no there's definitely another level there (laughs) yeah for sure no there really is and I've never this is like maybe even slightly off topic, but I now that I'm like looking, you know, thinking back, and it's like I feel that a lot of the media that I consume, I always loved to read about and watch things that were about sisterhood. Like, I don't know, I loved the sisterhood of the traveling pants, even though that's like a chosen family situation. Um, or like, that's real. I don't know, just stories about women who are related to each other are always so much more fascinating to me than, you know, things about men or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to them. And maybe that's why I find the Kardashian curse so funny and like kind of dope. And I, (laughs) I really wish that like, I really wish that they went more in depth about it, but obviously I get that it's kind of hard to talk about since Chloe's like, trying to move on from her situation with Lamar still. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love the idea of the Kardashian sisters sitting up in a tower somewhere, just hexing men left and right. Um, Obviously, I mean, I want the best for Lamar. Um, I want Scott to be in a good place, but I also love the idea of, like, powerful women just, like, taking men down left and right like sirens. I know. I love it. I'm obsessed with that concept, loving that concept, as they say, and <laughs> I don't know. It made for it made for a good enough a plot that this episode felt like I I wanted to see how it panned out. I mean, it it, it was a little bit boring that they had to use Scott as like the pawn to explore this phenomenon, but. Yeah, right. it was interesting because it was definitely like the B team was handling this plot, but I think that Scott was like compelling enough 
I do you ever think back to like Scott's Patrick Bateman days like remember when Scott and Kanye met for the first time and Kanye was like man he dresses amazing because Scott was still wearing like three-piece suits all the time Mm -hmm. and now he's just wearing like sweatshirts and jeans and a baseball cap and that like Grizzly Adams beard and he's like (laughs) sunburned all the time well yeah good he just dresses like every you know every dude that reads four pins or whatever you know not to say that that's bad it's fine and the look works but like he clearly just dresses like kanye now which is what guys i'm assuming a lot of guys want to dress like um or certain types of guys um i don't know scott scott's fashion sense has i don't i don't know if i can say that it's gotten worse or better he looks more approachable now. I definitely now. feel like he he really took pride in the Lord Disick aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And he still, you know, uses that name, Lord Disick, but I don't think he's really embodying the spirit of Lord Disick. Because that was no. all about their trip to London when um, Scott was like, oh, I'm going to go get, like, knighted. And I'm going to, like, wear a cape and, like, fancy clothes. Yes. Speaking of spirit, that was maybe one of the last episodes that Rob appeared on. You're right. I mean, it was about three years ago, and um, yeah, Kendall and Scott made a point to say that Rob missed out on three years of of um, of life, really. Because I thought that was a really interesting scene. I really wish that there was more of Scott driving Kendall while she's eating her like I don't know what is that like an acai bowl or something out of some giant like that. cup <laughs> I mean whatever I want one I'm hungry so I would have liked to have that as a snack Same. while I was watching but yeah Scott was driving Kendall around and they were talking about Rob and they were like oh I think it's so crazy that Rob is out and about now you know he missed out on three years of life and Kendall said well you know I'm really worried because the problem is that he's so happy now and he's so out and about because of a relationship so like if this relationship ever ends things might get a lot worse than they were before and that's a very valid concern i think many people have that concern Absolutely. yeah i mean it's it's that old adage it's kind of what chloe and lamar are going through where like lamar has to like get sober for himself and like being sober for chloe isn't gonna work that's a that's a temporary fix for a permanent problem that's so and i imagine it's the same with with rob's depression yeah that's very true that's very true and i think like you know they're all happy that i I really do think that they are all happy that he's out but if he's doing this for china i don't know if it'll last forever hopefully it does like hopefully he stays healthy you know but and now yeah. he has a I mean, kid. He's already, you know, he's he's lost so much weight already. He's lost like fifty pounds. I know. I need to get on whatever program he's on. <laughs> the the China program. The China She's training program. him. The China program. Uh, honestly, like- okay. Her next entrepreneurial business move is going to be a workout video. I swear to God. Oh, for sure. And because already the Kardashians always, like, I mean, Kim, Chloe, and Courtney always Snapchat Don, their um, trainer, 
You're always yes, like, yes, I follow him on Snapchat now. Well, the thing is, like, I could never, I could not last through one workout with Dawn. So, like, <laughs> good for them. But you just know that China's watching this too. And you just know she's already figuring out how to, you know, monetize her her weight loss program and it's probably easier to follow quite honestly you know a few years ago kim released her own workout video did she oh my god i want to see i want to look it up it's called a fit in your jeans by friday we should do it yes does this work i'll try it it's monday now But I think a workout video will be China's next move for her brand. I give I'll I'll give that to you. You were correct about the last one, which was that they were going to get a show. So I, yeah, I believe you. Let's let's wrap up the B plot because I think it's it's pretty self-contained. It sort of just ends with Chris saying to Chloe, "Oh, you should invite Lamar out for dinner," and Chloe saying, "Well, that's not really appropriate because we're not." together and we're not going to have a a romantic dinner together especially not at like the nice guy or craig's or like another la hotspot right where people were going to see them and speculate about their relationship totally and and i was really surprised that chris was just sort of like yeah chloe you're right i will try to not you know push this button because usually like you've said this before but usually it's the other way around where chloe will be like oh my mom gives great advice and i should listen to her you know it wasn't like that chris was listening she was listening to chloe she really was and it makes me think that this episode was really designed to sort of dovetail the announcement um of chloe refiling for divorce this was probably meant to sort of soften that blow, explain it for the viewers, um, and kind of put it in context uh, for everyone. Because it's not often that Kris Jenner is willing to go on camera and say she was wrong. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. And I mean, it was nice of her to say like, hey, you need a break. Let's go to let's go to Napa. Um I think she really was thinking about Chloe in that way, but I, I did find it funny, back to the Napa situation, I find it so funny that Courtney has never been to Napa, Kendall's never been to Rome, I just don't believe either of those statements. <laughs> no, not at all. I, okay, I have to believe that they're doing some kind of weird, like, rounding down, like, they're like, oh, I was in Rome, but, like, I didn't really do anything, oh, I went to Napa, but I didn't go to a vineyard, something like that. Because there is no way that these people who are so well-traveled have not been to, like, the top rich people destinations <laughs> in the world, Rome and Napa. <laughs> yeah, no, they're top rich people destinations, and it's like, they can afford to rent out the whole vineyard for a day, you know what I mean? Like, they can afford to rent it out so that nobody else is there. And they did, no one else was there. But, like, I just don't believe that Courtney had never been... And that Kendall had never been to Rome last week in last week's episode or whatever. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. But it looks like a lot of fun. It looked beautiful. Uh, Courtney said that she was hung yeah. hungover. What was she hungover from? She said, I thought she said that she was at um, Chateau Marmont the night before. Oh. Well, because 
Jonathan. I know she said she was at the show. Maybe maybe Kanye's show. No. I don't know what the show was. Maybe it was Justin Bieber's show, TBH. Maybe it was. It could have been, actually. Because that's around... I think they did that around when he was touring. He's still touring, but, you know, the West Coast. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to do some research on that. Something like that. Definitely. I mean, Courtney is really um, back in the nightlife in a way that we haven't seen her um, since she had Mason. I know, and you know what? Jonathan's loving every second of it because he's trying to replace Kim <laughs> with Courtney in the C plot. Um, he thinks that his. Do you remember the episode where Courtney slapped Jonathan? No. Oh my god. I want. That was um, Courtney and Kim take New York. I have like a very distinct memory. <laughs> of this they were like in their hotel room and jonathan was being annoying jonathan was doing like the same jonathan shit he's doing in this episode where he's just like you know those people who like their defining personality trait is just being annoying Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure and i'm not saying that like like people who aim to just like irritate others like that that's that's like a personality trait that they purposefully embody and that's what jonathan (laughs) is doing here and that's what jonathan was doing in new york when courtney just slapped him across the face you know what honestly i (laughs) i just watched a clip of it and yes that is he's annoying he's so annoying this episode i couldn't stand him he was like oh it sucks that you have kids kim all you want to do is be at home she's like well i just gave birth like and courtney was on her side she said there's a period of about like six months after you're a new mom where you're like uh i just want to stay home which makes sense i'm pretty sure there's probably some sort of like evolutionary gene or whatever to make sure that mothers don't leave their young out in the wild you know what i mean so like yeah (laughs) well and right Right after North was born, Kanye went on tour for Yeezus, so I don't know that Kim was really able to, like, enjoy that that period after she gave birth to North, so, like, she should totally, like, revel in this. Like, her and Kanye are in their new home, they got both the kids, like, Kanye's not touring, they're, they should, she should be having, like, the time of her life right now, staying home and, like, being with her kids. Exactly. And, like... I don't know. She's got a lot on her plate. He's so annoying. I w- <laughs> he decides that... So he says that he moved... T- he lives in LA for 10 days a month, and he's living at the Beverly Hills Hotel, which is, like, a, a little shady. I don't know. It seems weird. Yeah, that's a really strange configuration for a bi-coastal life. And also, like, did he do it to hang out with Kim or does he have a greater purpose here? (laughs) Because sometimes he just shows up to do things for Kim. Like the time that Kim was in New York and was like, I want um, a cronut. And she sent Jonathan out for two hours to get a cronut and he like missed his massage appointment. That's amazing. He he really is her little like, I don't know, her little errand boy. (laughs) No. It's funny. It's funny because he clearly worships her. Like, he, he worships the ground that she walks on. You can tell he loves her in that way. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she loves every second of it. Oh, for sure. That's the foundation of their relationship. Exactly. So he gets this lookalike to piss her off for not hanging out with him. (laughs) And he runs into them at Dr. Orion's office, which is amazing. He's (laughs) like, I just wanted to see Dr. Orion because, like, I have this thing on my eye that I just want to get it lasered off real quick. Which, like, what? Who... I swear, I don't understand these just, people. He just goes in to get, like, some piece of his face, like, chiseled off, basically, <laughs> by laser beams. <laughs> like, it's just a standard, everyday <laughs> procedure. And then he <laughs> runs into his BFF, Kim Kardashian, and, like, the poor lookalike. I hope they paid her to be there, honestly. <laughs> I hope. I mean, she might honestly be doing it for the exposure. Like,. We might see her on Dash Dolls if that's still on. I don't know. That show is never compelling to me, but <laughs> that's such a crazy LA thing to be like, oh, we're just going to run into each other at like the plastic surgeon's office. Maybe Dr. Orion is technically a dermatologist, but like, you know, that's a plastic surgeon's office. Oh, yeah. I mean, because he does like Botox and stuff, which like, it's really crazy how everybody really does get Botox. Like, literally everybody does it. And I remember, like, honestly, like, I would get Botox if I had Botox money. I just, because I was looking at, um, I followed Jen Atkin, love her, on Snapchat. And a couple weeks ago, she was at Dr. Orion. She's like, Dr. Orion, the best, just getting a quick little Botox, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, damn, even Jen Atkin's on the Botox flow. Like, everyone with a little bit of money just tightens themselves up it's like tightening screws i guess i don't know i've never gotten botox yeah i wonder i mean i don't know a lot about botox it would seem like something that you shouldn't really jump the gun on but you know well they you know their their faces are their livelihood so they're gonna do what they have to do and um I don't know how convincing this lookalike is. I, you know, she's obviously augmented. She has the, like, Lindsay Lohan circa 2009, like, trout pout, which is totally fine. I am not putting down the trout pout. Um, (laughs) I feel like there was a weird dynamic there. I don't really know how to explain it. Um, Just in terms of, like, their presentation of, like, Camilla the lookalike and then their presentation of Kim. Yeah, well, Kim looked amazing in that scene. Like, she was wearing... Well, first of all, Jonathan criticized what she was wearing. He was like, can you get out of this garb? Um, And it's like, dude, she literally just had a baby. She can wear whatever she wants. And then when she was at Dr. Orion's, she was wearing that leather jacket with her face painted on the back. I think that's the one that she wore, like, in those um, photo booth photos. Ugh. That's one of my favorite items of clothing that she owns. And she looked great. Her hair was down and wavy. It looked gorgeous. Um, but yeah, Camilla didn't look... She didn't look exactly like her. Like I wouldn't walk down the street and be like, oh my god, that's Kim Kardashian. I would maybe stare at her a little bit longer because she's clearly a beautiful woman. But also, like, she didn't... She wasn't like a replica of Kim Kardashian. She didn't even really sound like her either. I- no and i do feel like when um that selfie was uploaded because this was just a few months ago they did look um a little more alike in um in the selfie but in profile i was like okay 
nice try i don't know it just wasn't convincing to me and additionally like why was why was kim supposed to be upset like she definitely cares more about her kids than jonathan right exactly and jonathan has no soul (laughs) oh my god i'm so fascinated by jonathan lately i don't know why i think it's because of that revelation about his sexuality that i just well and simon huck was in that that scene um with courtney and jonathan and then simon and jonathan was just clearly like not including simon in the conversation just facing courtney talking to courtney giving simon an aside that was like oh i'll fill you in and then like turning back to courtney yeah i noticed that too it was it was it was strange um you could tell that they have a strained relationship (laughs) i think i guess but okay you remember um those really recent photos of court and kim and jonathan in iceland in the in the pools or whatever simon huck is also there and i wonder if that's going to be on the show Ooh, i hope so i need more drama i need less of jonathan just like being annoying you know and like trying to stir shit up but like failing I at know. it. I feel like this was really hyped up and like as a big dramatic confrontation and Kim was just really sweet and like weirded out by it. No, yeah, she was freaked out by it. She was she was freaked out by a lot of things. She in this episode, she was clearly freaked out by this. She was freaked out by like Scott seeing a psychic and then having a rooster come to the house and like do like a ceremony with a rooster like kim was freaked out by that and she said so and she made a point at the end of the episode to be like you know it's really weird when me and kanye are the only normal people the most normal people in this family and scott was like yeah you're right (laughs) so (laughs) i think that does say something they really are like their relationship is the only stable relationship in this family like when kim and kanye got together like Chloe and Lamar were married. Um, Chris and Caitlin were still married. Court and Scott were still together. Like, all of these relationships have dissolved over the course of Kim and Kanye's marriage. Yeah, they have. You know what else is funny, though, that I just realized? This is kind of not related to much. Tell me everything. This isn't related to the episode, really. Well, it happens in the episode, but when... I guess it was Kim and Courtney. Were they together? Or no, I'm sorry. I think it was Chloe and Courtney um, talking about how Courtney used to live next to, next door to see more butts and how he would, like, film all of his, like, whatever, adult videos, pornographic films. Um and they made like some weird comment what did they say i can't remember some weird like sexual comment and then they were like chris was like what's that and they were like why don't you just ask Corey to, t- to teach you or something <laughs> i can't why can't i remember that happened in this episode right i don't think i picked up on it but that also sounds like a re- like an interaction that definitely could have happened in that napa scene that was weird and then also i thought it was funny that malika was so upset about her dress matching her shoes (laughs) 
And Kim was clearly like not because Kim's face was like, yikes, you made a mistake. It was that sort of face. Um, yeah, it was well, funny. As if Malika doesn't own more shoes. Right. I don't Malika know. Malika definitely has a gold pair of shoes in her closet somewhere. Exactly. Problem solved. I thought that was hilarious. Now I really want to know if Dash Dolls is coming back. I don't know. Not to watch it, but just to know like what Malika's next move is going to be. I just googled what Seymour Butts looks like because I kind of assumed that he would have like a Ron Jeremy kind of look. And he does not look like Ron Jeremy at all. He looks like a very Botoxed uh, 52-year-old man with a little curly mop of hair. That's for anyone who was wondering what Seymour Butts looked like, but... Oh, he's also apparently very tall. He's 6'1". I don't know. Is that tall? I'm short. I can't tell. I guess that's average. Oh. No, that's tall. He looks very... He looks like what Jonathan wants to look like. Right. I'm I'm fascinated by this. He looks like what Jonathan wants to look like. That's interesting. For the record, I'm not on his website, but I just saw what his website is titled, and I'm going to have to close out of this window now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> Incognito window, so it's oh. okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Back on track, but on... Okay, everyone should Google this, maybe in an incognito window, just for reference. Yeah. See more butts jonathan chibin in 10 years time if plastic surgery has the necessary advances <laughs> oh man so, that's i mean that's the end of that the the c-plot though is like they meet and then i don't think jonathan even appears for the rest of the episode he didn't like the conclusion is just kim in a talking head segment saying that was so bizarre yeah kim was like that's weird they took their selfie because kim is a very gracious nice person who knows how to handle a media situation when she sees one um a pr situation when she sees one and like that was that and she went back to i don't know parent her children (laughs) (laughs) something like that yeah something like that um but let's go back to the A-plot because there are a couple of things that I don't think we've covered yet because that first psychic was hilarious. <laughs> that guy, uh, Brett San Antonio or something like that. Yeah, I have the name. All, I don't feel like looking it up. It was, I his can't name believe was that San guy, Antonio, yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe that he agreed to have his name and his face on this show after he was dismissed for being a <laughs> shitty psychic. Because he wasn't a psychic. He you was a medium. the waiver at that point. That's not good PR. No. He, first of all, looked like he was, like, 25 years old, um, <laughs> which was part of the problem that I think um, Scott, Kylie, and Tyga had with him. Oh, and it was so hilarious when Tyga introduced... This was... I was, I was surprised that Tyga was funny. He introduced himself to the guy and was like hi i'm tyga and the guy goes tyla and he said no 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 tyga but you already knew that and it was so well timed that i was very i was very pleasantly surprised that he got jokes but still that's probably his his best delivery yet Mm -hmm. but no this i don't know how much more time he has left on this show (laughs) but like he got in one good joke during his tenure on the show. 
Um, no, this guy was terrible. Oh, he yes, was a okay. medium, not a psychic. And Scott was like mad at him, also mad at like the assistant in his office who hired him. Like he should, that, whoever that guy was and whoever his manager was should have said, no, we're not appearing on this show. You're going to cut this because we look, they made us look yeah. terrible. They made him look terrible. He just came in and did the did the did the like f- fake psychic routine where he just said a bunch of vague shit. <laughs> he was just like this has to be right and Scott was like, "Yeah, but like when um when Brett was like, "Oh, your one of your relationships is like going in a different direction." And Scott was like, "Yeah, that's like really public knowledge that I broke up with my girlfriend of 10 years." Right. Right. Yeah, it was <laughs> He was like, yeah, would you say that's... He, at one point, I'm pretty sure he said, would you say that's correct? And Scott was like, yeah, I guess so. So it was clear this guy had no idea what he was doing. Um, oh, my God. And then Norman and Bambi oh were so God. drawn to Scott as well. Okay. Yes, that, but also... Okay, did you see the episode in season 11 with the really young psychic? No. When they... They call this, like, I'm going to put it out there, this twink psychic over to <laughs> Chloe's house um, to connect with the spirit of the late Robert Kardashian Sr. And he's actually, like, a really good psychic or whatever, but he's also very nervous because he's literally 19 years old. Okay, so I just Googled him, and he has his own e-show. Oh, my God, I knew it. <laughs> it's called um, Hollywood Medium, and most recently, he connected Amorosa to her late fiancé. Oh Michael God. Clark Duncan. Oh my God, rest in peace. I do remember when Michael Clark Duncan died. That's crazy. That was Wait. tragic. I'm, that was I tragic. Just, but that was yeah. <laughs> I just looked up Brett San Antonio. He has five star. He has sixty five like five star reviews on Yelp. So okay, you can fake those honestly. <laughs> Wait, but who is this woman? She looks kind of like the woman. Do you think that he just talked. wasn't on his A game? We're gonna. We should put this out there. We're gonna do a whole bonus episode about the the magic uh, shit that we see here, and Nick Fury is gonna be back to talk us through what was legit, what was questionable, whether there's a real curse. So look for that content later this week. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I just really. I need someone who's more um, experienced and well-versed in this field than I am to unpack this situation because I feel a little bit like Kim and that I don't really understand what the point was of having, you know, Scott perform some ceremony with a rooster or the cards being, but what the cards were being read and like, I don't know, I didn't get it, but that's just me. So I'm looking forward to the bonus episode. No, Nick is going to have a lot to say about this. So, Brett San Antonio has a has a LinkedIn spiritual advisor. That's what it says on here. Brett well, San Antonio. I mean, he has a really I good mean, maybe on he's Yelp. just doing it. Maybe he's just doing it for the exposure, though. I mean, he has a master's degree in clinical psychology, so like that's something. I mean, yeah, good for him. Good for him. Good for you, Brett San Antonio. I wish that they would have not made you look so bad. This really makes me wonder if, oh, if the Meredith Bayer thing was also a backdoor pilot. 
because Tyler Henry was apparently a backdoor pilot. Mm. See? Meredith Bayer. Where is she? What's her, What are her updates? I want to see. Oh my god, I forgot. And Kim, like, also saw a psychic for her pregnancy. I forgot about that. She did. I do remember that. I definitely remember really that. see... For the number of psychics they see, you would think that they would just go to one. You know? Like, they had one yeah, good experience, well, maybe they should keep that up. <laughs> isn't Kim, like, really good friends with, um... Oh my god, what's his name? Jonathan Edwards? Yes! Well, that was the guy who did her reading for her pregnancy. Yeah. Like, I think they're... They're pretty close, so you'd, you'd think that... They would just go with him. Jonathan Edwards or Jonathan Edward? I don't know his name. Yeah, oh, I think John, it's John, John Edwards, Edward. which is, yeah, really confusing considering the John Edwards. But, <laughs> right? So, after Scott and Kylie and Tyga meet with the first psychic and then promptly dismiss Brett San Antonio, five-star Yelp-rated uh, clairvoyant medium, they disperse we do not see taiga for the rest of this episode kylie does a talking heads where she's like yeah i'm really interested in the idea of the curse does not appear for the rest of the episode and next thing we know scott is in the range rover with kendall on his way to get his tarot read and she says uh the woman there says that she pulls the devil in the middle of his reading um he has this bad spirit or force that's following him and he needs to take a rooster and then release it and the rooster will like carry his problems away from him i think is more or less the idea and then scott has to take like a cleansing bath of some sort yes and he asked if the rooster was kosher i i noticed that because that's very important to him apparently (laughs) Well, do you remember, again, to go back to the best season ever, Courtney and Kim Take New York, when Scott is like, hey, wait, maybe I want to raise Mason Jewish. And then the Kardashians are just like, what are you talking about? Yes. They were like, no, we are Christian Armenians and my kid's not going to be Jewish. Scott's the only Jewish person in this whole family. And all he wants is to pass on (laughs) some of his lineage to his children because he has no other blood relatives and they shut him down. (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing, but like, this is horrible. No, it's, it's, it's terrible because I don't think... I mean, they ended up... I remember in the episode, that episode, they ended up... Like, he saw a rabbi, and, like, he ended up doing some stuff. Like, Mace, he got Mason to do some stuff, but I'm pretty sure they're not raising those kids Jewish. No. Definitely not. Anyway, Scott goes, procures the chicken. Chris Rita is with him. Chris Rita is, like, always there in Scott's time of need. I think as, like... Courtney's eyes and ears on Scott so it was interesting Mm -hmm. to see him there they get the the rooster they go to the house for whatever I mean for the sake of the cameras 
Scott explains this plan to both Courtney and Chris, who are like, what are you talking about? There is no curse. Stop making excuses for, like, the bad shit in your life. And Scott immediately backs down and says, maybe there's no curse. Maybe I need to stop making excuses for myself. And that's how it's resolved. (laughs) And that's all she wrote. Yeah. It was a classic Kardashian resolution. Wait until the last 30 seconds. And then whoever had hurt feelings gets to apologize. (laughs) Yep. And that's when Kim was like, I'm the most normal person in this family. I mean, it's true at this point. It is. Also, her makeup looked so good in that scene. I want to say that this was shot much later than the rest of the episode, um, just because Kim's face looked pretty chiseled, pretty like de-bloated, de-pregnancy bloated mm-hmm. and she was wearing blush that looked like amazing on her no she looked so good and like I think she was wearing a nice jacket too and her hair looked good cause it was like pulled back I think she might have had braids but like not the same box braids that she was wearing she looked yeah good. she wasn't yeah that was definitely a highlight for me um rain <laughs> made an rain. appearance yes, yes. baby rain <sighs> Baby Rain made also, an appearance on Chloe's Snapchat last week, yes. and he was so cute. I was like, oh my gosh, this child looks nothing like either of his parents, but he is just so adorable now. Yes. It's interesting because all of the Disick kids looked the same from ages, like, zero to two. And mm-hmm. then they developed distinct facial features. That's so true. Because now you can, especially Mason, oh, he's so grown up now. How old is he? Seven? He's like, I think he's like six or seven, maybe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Does he go to school? I don't know if he does. That'll be really interesting. I hadn't thought about that at all. I can't wait until these kids have to get tutors or like go to a special school. And that's like part of the, because you know that's going to be in there. Oh, Yeah. I can't okay. wait. And I have the feeling that oh. someone like Kanye would want North to have, like, to, like, go to school, you know? And Kim I would probably be, like... I don't know that he like, would. Really? I feel like Kanye would want North to do, like, a private tutor or, like, Montessori. I feel like Kanye would not be down with, like, academia as an institution. It's just so weird because his mother, you know... Yeah, was. but I think he's, like, really, um, I th- I think a lot about um, the fact that he dropped out of college, A, and wrote an album about it, but also, like, um, the way he's railed against, like, fashion as an institution and, like, the gatekeeping of elitism, um, so that's why I think he would gravitate towards um, a less structured environment for his children where they can, like, develop their own unique skills outside of that you know rigid environment not to say school is bad but i'm like speaking from what i think kanye's point of view would be that's true i just think i it's think gonna if, be fascinating. if courtney homeschooled the kid she would do it herself and no one would be vaccinated <laughs> oh my god i really hope that those children are vaccinated i'm not i had not thought about that and all of a sudden i'm very worried same but, oh my god, um, I hope they vaccinate their kids. Mason is six, so he is he is school age. He is first grade age starting this fall. 
Alright, well, let's see what happens. By the time that he's, like, 14, they're gonna have to do something. I don't know. I mean, like, do... Do the Smith kids go to school? I feel like they do not. <laughs> they... Well, remember Will and Jada, like, started that Scientology school that ended up getting yes. shut down? Yes. Oh, my God. I think they did. The thing, though, is that, like, Willow has, like, like regular people friends. And it seems like oh. they're... And she's always, like, doing... She's always talking about, like, physics and psychology. So I'm like, she's going somewhere to learn this stuff. I mean, she could just be reading... Maybe. Also, I I googled Mason Disick school, and the headlines are Mason Disick skips school this film season eleven of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> so, of course, he did not do kindergarten. Damn, what are they gonna do? Like, I don't know. He doesn't have. I don't think he has a tutor. I feel like we would have heard about that, you know. I don't know either. Yeah, this is pretty wild. I I will be really curious to see what um, Kim and Kanye do. I believe Blue Ivy um, goes to a private school in LA. Yeah, she goes to school, I think. I know Suri Cruz has been going to school in New York City. Um, well, Suri and Katie live in LA now. Oh, they moved again? Damn. Yeah, they got like two or three years out from the divorce, and Katie was like, I don't need to pretend I live here anymore. <laughs> Damn. Because I saw them, and I remember. Oh, you did? Yeah. A couple times, but this was a couple years ago, so a few years ago. So I remember when she moved to New York City, the office I was working at that summer, it was like 2012. I happened to walk to like Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or something for lunch that day and I was walking by this building in Chelsea and like it was above the Whole Foods I think and all these paparazzi were everywhere mm-hmm. and I was like what uh, what the hell is going on and it was for Katie Holmes this was like right as the divorce stuff was happening yeah no I remember that she was living above like a Whole Foods not I mean she was living in a luxury apartment building above a Whole Foods and I remember this is weird I remember um paparazzi like not paparazzi tabloid enthusiasts unearthed the floor plans for that building and discovered that there was this private entrance that was supposed to be for Whole Foods employees only but that Katie was using to avoid the paparazzi that's crazy that's absolutely crazy I mean good for her (laughs) she needed it but yeah I don't know I mean some famous people's kids go to private schools I mean like the Obamas go to a private school like Malia just graduated but like they're a little bit older and they weren't born into fame so different story yeah yeah um well and I think back to when Kylie and Kendall decided they wanted to be homeschooled, which was about the time they were in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an episode about how they had all of these obligations because of their Teen Vogue column, so they were like flying out to New York and missing school because of it and falling behind. And I wonder if that experience will um, influence the way that Courtney and Kim approach schooling their kids. Probably. It probably will, quite honestly. 
I mean, I know they went to private school, but I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it is a big mystery. Oh, can we also talk real quick? This is a divergence about how Chris says, you know, I'm just so obsessed with books right now. Yes, yes, yes. I <laughs> loved it. And then she's like, I'm reading this architecture book and it's so fucking boring, but I'm obsessed. And Chloe was like, you're not reading, you're looking at it. It's a coffee table book. Those are not books. <laughs> <laughs> the way she said it, though, it was like, I'm so obsessed with books as like an aesthetic. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's just such a general concept. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, I'm just obsessed with books. Not obsessed with reading, obsessed with books. <laughs> Stacking them, you know, not, you know, in, in vertical stacks, you know, just for presentation. Clearly. It was, it was, oh my that God. was a pretty good moment. I appreciated that. And what? also when. What a woman. <laughs> when Chloe in the beginning was, I don't know, writing like a voice note or something on her phone for like the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> And uh, Chris kept talking over it, and I felt a little bit of a, I felt some Alexis Nyers vibes there, because then Chloe yelled at Chris and was like, I was recording, now I have to do it over again. And it felt a little bit, you know, like the iconic Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers calling, you know, every time you yell, I have to fucking re-record it, that whole diatribe, I was, I'd love to do a remix video of those two. Oh my god. Also, the fact that Chris was like, you're doing Make-A-Wish, you need to slow down and take some time for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, who is, who is like, Make-A-Wishing Khloe Kardashian? I really don't know. And it seemed like the day that she had planned was to go to Disney World and eat donuts. Which, like, you could probably do without Khloe Kardashian <laughs> present. <laughs> No offense, because Chloe's clearly yeah. the most fun to hang out with. She's clearly the most fun. So but I, I feel it. like that would be such a hassle if you went to Disney World with Chloe Kardashian. Like, whenever the Kardashians go to Disneyland or whatever, I'm always like, this seems like more trouble than it's worth considering the amount of attention you're going to get. Exactly. Why don't you just rent out the whole park? Rent out the whole park. Doesn't Mariah Carey do that? I think she does. I'm pretty sure she does. She's obsessed with Disney. I mean, if she can do it, they can do it. They can certainly pool their funds and make it happen. <laughs> but let's let's talk about where our faves are on this week's power rankings. Yeah. So at the bottom of the list is Jonathan. He's just so irritating. He tries to get, he tries to prank Chloe, or um, excuse me, he tries to prank prank Kim. It fails. He's just being obnoxious, and nobody really seems to care about him in this episode. So he's he's number eight. He's at the bottom. Coming in right above Jonathan is Scott, who is perhaps no less annoying, but is at least self-aware and capable of selling his storyline this week. So, gotta give him props for that. 
even if he rolls over and bares his neck at the end of the episode for <laughs> all of the Kardashian women to feast on. Exactly. Coming in at number six, we have Kendall. Hopefully she can move up in the next few weeks, especially if she gives a particular announcement that I'm waiting for. <laughs> but for now, you know, she didn't really do much. She sat in the, the passenger seat and ate her, her acai bowl and... She had never heard of the Kardashian curse, which seems fake. So she's she's close to the bottom. I was really surprised to see her. I was really surprised to see her in this episode at all. True, I was too. I didn't expect her, especially because she was complaining about not seeing her family enough, but found the time to hang with Scott. I mean, because the producers asked her to. They were like, "We haven't seen you two together in a while. Someone needs to hang out with Scott. Oh, Might as well be you." Poor but Scott. still. And then coming in above Kendall is Kylie, who also makes a brief appearance, but at least acknowledges the Kardashian curse. She's the only one who entertains the idea. Um, and, you know, her dogs are really cute. That's that's all I got to say about her in this episode. That That's her presence in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, I think the dogs are ugly, but, <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's okay. Right above Kylie is Courtney, I'd say. Um... Because she's never been to Napa, which, once again, seems fake. And, you know, but she's not really at the top. She's not at the bottom. She's having more fun than Kim, apparently, because Jonathan wants to go out with her. She goes to Napa. She's hungover, but she does the wine tasting anyway. Like, she has a good time this episode. She doesn't really interact with Scott. And, you know, she seems like she's doing all right. Similarly, Chris Jenner coming in right above court, but Chris is pulling some strings. She's making some moves. She's planning the trip to Napa. You know, she's overstepping her boundaries, as is the Chris Jenner MO. And um, she's ultimately the bigger woman in this episode, and she's willing to film a scene where she's wrong. And that's a lot for Chris, so got to give her props where props are due. Yes, and right above Chris, we have Chloe. She's trying to really move on and divorce Lamar for good this episode. Like, she's she's very clear about setting up her boundaries. And like you said, Chris admitted that she was wrong in overstepping those boundaries. Um, she had a good time at Napa, you know. I don't know. I'm happy for Chloe in this episode. She told Chris what a book was. It was... <laughs> <laughs> She's making some she doing, progress. She's doing the Lord's work, much like Kim Kardashian West. Coming in at number one again, she is here to dispel the rumors of the Kardashian curse unequivocally. She's here to tell Jonathan, not to his face, but in her kind spirit, that he's being ridiculous and she's not going to be shaken by a lookalike. And she's ultimately just trying to be a mom. She's got her bod back, but she's still just hanging with her kids. And that's that's where her power lies. True that. I think with that, there's not much else that has happened. Which, again, like the IRL news section, the fact that there wasn't, you know, too much hubbub in the last week is notable and weird. And hopefully in the next week we get some some juicy gossip. I don't know. Yeah, I if 
I okay. I've said there could be a variety of reasons. Another thing, they could be trying to stifle something that could be coming out soon. Maybe Kendall's announcement. We'll find out. Um, if you wanna, you know, read more speculation about Kendall, uh, follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. I did unlock my account. Um, glad to be feeling the retweets again. So, bring it on. Um, you can listen to me on a couple of other podcasts, such as Pulp, a podcast based on a true story. Nick is also on that podcast this week, talking about exorcisms and ghosts. So uh, listen to that if you love Nick, like I do. And uh, Twin Peaks Peaks, Matt and I are trying to figure out uh, something to do uh, between seasons two and three. So give us a shout if you have any Twin Peaks bonus material you'd like us to cover. Um, as always, the K-Hole is on iTunes. Please rate, subscribe so other people can find our podcast. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter as well as Facebook. Yes, and um, look forward to that bonus episode coming out soon with um, some more detailed analysis of the Kardashian curse featuring Nick Fury. Um, if you want to, I don't know listen to my general thoughts on the kardashians follow me at twitter at brkmrn or i'm also on snapchat at bmarine and yeah i'm 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 taking a little break from the internet kind of lately so might be a little bit dry and probably better to just follow the k-hole podcast on twitter but also please do subscribe and rate us and share us so that people can know that this niche has already been filled. And, um, yeah, I guess that's it. This has been the K-Hole. Don't be fucking rude.